followers and Facebook likes, they don't pay your bar tab or keep your mortgage going. Engagement, that's the conversion. That's where people are engaged, communicating, connected, committed with you. That's where you can monetize. That's what buys your house on the beach. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Have It All podcast. I'm bringing back someone that lit up our previous podcast. Well, he's been modeling. He's been... (laughs) writing books. He's been getting a little pissed off and writing books. And I remember when we had you on the first time, everyone was like, who's this guy, Steve? How do I connect with Steve? How do I connect with Steve? Steve Sims, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So I've said this last time, I think he's the, he's the only person that I can honestly say has a better accent than me. Um, (laughs) So you guys will have to just deal with that for today. Uh, So real quick, Steve has... Well, why don't I let you tell what you do, and then we'll get into like the book and stuff like that. Um, Forbes called me the real-life Wizard of Oz for those with a checkbook. So <laughs> I'm the guy that helps you get married in the Vatican, sends you down to the Titanic, puts you on, your, on stage with your favorite rock star. I'm the guy that gets to do all that whimsical and magical thing that uh, you dream about in, uh, after a few beers. Yeah. He's basically... So his company's Bluefish. We'll talk a little bit about that. And... He's a dream maker for people that can't even think their dreams that big. He just makes them happen. I mean, someone you you I remember last time like someone got married or went down to the Titanic to get married or got married in the Titanic or was that no, my- they went, no that's two separate things. Yeah. We had clients who wanted to get married in the Vatican by the Pope, and we had uh, clients who wanted to go down and see the Titanic. Now, if we'd have got the Pope to go down in the Titanic then maybe that would have been worthwhile talking about. But otherwise... (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you a funny story. So I literally just came back from Italy. I happened to be in Florence. And I go to see the David. And I'm just thinking to myself, you, someone had dinner (laughs) under the David. And I'm sitting there. And I actually took a picture of this. I took a picture of his ass. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, so someone around this table had to have just looked up and seen like David's ass just staring at them. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. We took over the entire 
We kicked everyone out of the academia, the museum that yeah. holds David. Kicked them all out at about three o'clock in the afternoon and then set up a dinner. And the thing, you may have noticed this, but on the front door, the big wooden doors, there's these plaques that say no food and drink. And we've got these doors open, marching it in with like catering tables, chandeliers, cooking hot plates. It was hilarious. And the clients are having dinner uh, while there's this string quartet going on, looking up at David and all of his junk. And then all of a sudden, Andrea Bocelli comes in to serenade him. So it was a pretty, pretty cool party that we did. Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of the stuff that Steve Sims does. And uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like you said, for, for people that have money and want to come up with some amazing things to do, Bluefish and Steve Sims is your guy. So now recently, and I asked you this before, but like recently you, you wrote a book and, and I said to Steve, even before we got on, I was like, I don't get it. Like, why write a book? I mean, it's not a client play. You know, everyone writes a book today like, I'm going to get clients or I'm going to write a book to, to sound smart and whatever. And I know that none of that there's for you. So I'm curious, like, why tell the audience, like, why did you decide to write this book? Well, if anyone reads the book, they'll realize I'm not smart. There was none of that in there. I, I said to you beforehand, I was getting pissed off. And a lot of people had come to me and asked me to expose the celebrities and the rich the rich and famous and the richer and unknown that I deal with and talk about all these different things. And then someone actually came to me and said, hey, how about doing an entrepreneurial book that focuses on how you live, how you structure your life, how you get rid of the a-holes, how you focus on relationships, how you brand, how you market, how you promote. And I found this really interesting because I thought to myself, I don't like a lot of the way that things are going on. And as we spoke earlier, I've got kids and I end up looking at my kids. I've got three kids, and I like a couple of them. And I end up looking at what I'm going to be like, like five years' time for you. And so by able to write a book, it gave me the chance to actually say, look, stop downloading an app to be smarter. Focus on communication. Focus on branding. And I was able to put something, hopefully, in a book that is very simple, very straightforward, impossible to misunderstand, that... If a bricklayer from London can do this with Elton John and the Oscars and all these kind of things, you don't have an excuse. So if anyone out there has never written a book, you don't make money writing a book. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, you get it from clients, you get it from people going, oh, he's got a book, he's fantastic, I must employ him. The only thing you make money of is everything that a book gives you. I'm not making any money off of this book because I made it on the retainer. So I'm done and dusted. Thanks very much. It bought me one of these motorcycles. I'm good. I did the book because I wanted people to change their mentality on how they brand, market, and communicate. So it's an outreach program from Steve Sims. <laughs> from bricklayer to relationship guru. Let's talk about that because I, that's, that's, I think, what people got the most value from last time you were on the show and Steve built his entire business and everything that he does, not just on the client side, but on the actual production side of these amazing events, purely based on a relationship. So if there's two things, I mean, you said, like, I wrote this book because I was pissed off. Like, when you're thinking about writing this book, what are one or two things that you think are just fucked up with the world right now when it comes to relationship and communication that you want your kids to grow up and, and see differently? The first thing we need to tear apart is the word communication. You know, putting something on a tweet or an Instagram or a Snapchat is just yelling your message at someone else. <laughs> you need to understand that the person reading your message is going to read it in the most negative way that it can be, can be read. Mm. You send someone a message, you don't know if they just lost their job. You, know, you could send someone a message going, Yo, James, 7 o'clock, beer. And your side is going, yeah, 7 o'clock, beer, James. He gets it. He just lost his job or find out his girlfriend was cheating. And he's going to look at that text and just think, well, that's very demanding. You know, go screw you. Mm. So it depends on the person's personality, their emotional content, what's going on as to how they're going to read it. And because of that, you're leaving too much to chance. You're leaving it in the interpretation that you hope it will be received mm. rather than, for argument's sake, doing a video text 
We're going, hey, seven o'clock, beer, it's been too long. Can you make it? You know, that kind of thing doesn't leave it to chance. So I think communication is dying now. People have got all of these different platforms. You know, you get, you get phone calls on Facebook Messenger now. You get, I've got people to communicate me through Instagram and not through email and stuff. So you've got all these different formats. And the problem is that diluting our ability to actually build up a concrete relationship. Building up that concrete relationship takes effort, energy, focus, tweaking, nurturing. But once you've actually grown that thing, then you've got a powerful relationship that can sustain a bus hitting it. Yeah. So that's something that I think when I first started in the professional world, it really was about, you know, shaking hands, getting business cards, all the stuff that I actually hated when I was in the finance world. Now, you know, in the circles that were Rome, it's just it's like meeting awesome people and getting to know awesome people. So it's, it's quite a bit different. And I feel like this younger generation, it's just a funny story popped up in my head. This guy's mom, someone that follows us wanted us to communicate with her son. And I was like, look, you know, does he want coaching or do you want coaching for him? And so whatever we got connected and he sends me a text and Steve, honestly, the guy's 21, 22. I have no idea what he fucking wrote. It was two lines. I was like, is this how people are? T-? I showed it to my wife. I was like, what does this say? Because it was all like abbreviated words and this and that and emojis. I was like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck he said. I don't even know how to respond. And I feel like that's kind of where it's all heading. And then there's this thing that you're speaking about, which is like, well, let's go back to what has and always will work, which is actually connecting with human beings. It's a tough one. You need, someone said to me before uh, about currencies and they were like, oh, Bitcoin's the greatest currency in the world. And I literally wrote back and I went, fuck that. Relationships are the best currency in the world. Bitcoin is not going to pick you up at eight o'clock in the morning when you've had too much to drink and drop you off at home. You need to be able to rely on getting doors opened, getting contracts, getting people to take you serious, getting people to recommend you to other people, getting doors open that couldn't, all of that is relationship because they got to know who you are. Exactly. So let, let's talk a little bit about, because I'm sure in the book you, you outline, you know, you, you always have like really practical, simple, easy ways to create connection. So let's take the conversation there. You know, instead of Instagram messages and Facebook messages and things like that, what have been tried and true for you and what's been able like to build these massive relationships that you have? I, I absolutely love the, uh, the phone. I absolutely love it. I love it for doing two things. One of them, stick with me because this is, this is deep, phoning someone. Whoa. Wow. The daft thing is that you've got so much, when you communicate with someone, they want to know your tone. They want to know your enthusiasm, your passion, your energy. You can't tweet that. You can't Snapchat that. So the best way is always to phone someone. Now, Here's a caveat to that because, and it happens to me, the phone is an alarm. It's an intrusive thing. You're talking to someone, and if you haven't got, like, I don't think I've ever had the ringer on these phones, ever. You know, it vibrates. But if you don't, all of a sudden it goes, shit, you know, it's annoying. You don't want to enter a phone call going, what, who is this? You know, you don't want that kind of thing. So I do believe in just putting the video camera on, looking at it and going, Ian, I want to give you a call in 20 minutes. Is that all right? And just do that kind of thing. And then SMS it to someone. Now, here's the beautiful thing. When you text, when you email someone, it goes in the box with 2,000 other emails. When you text someone, maybe there's 10 texts up there, but yours pops up on there, especially if you do a video of you going, and someone sees it on their phone, it's not intrusive. Now, here's the question. What do you answer first, your emails or your texts? Always texts. Never, ever heard anyone go, oh, I do all my emails first. You answer your texts first. If you video it, then it doesn't give the interpretation. It doesn't give you the chance, the receiving person, to interpret it negatively. They look at it and they go, oh, I can see he's in his garage. I can see he's enthusiastic. I can see he's 
really wants to get together. I can see the sparkle in his eyes. I can see the energy in his tone. His voice. You've got all of that. You imagine trying to put that into a text. So I'm a great believer. Or an email. Or an email. Or a Snapchat or whatever the bloody hell you like. The best one for me to communicate, and I have sent these to royalty, celebrities. I very often do a little video and will send it to someone and go, look, I want to reach out to you because I wanted to speak to you on Tuesday about this. Are you okay to do a 2 o'clock or 4 o'clock? Hey, let me know. Thanks. Now, another thing that happens is I can say that faster than I can type it. Yeah. So I'm saving time. I'm communicating more points of sight, sound, passion, energy. So I'm getting more of my communication across. The only thing I'm not physically doing is touching the person. So the only thing that we're missing out on is touch. But they've got the sight, the sound, they've got all of those. You can't ignore that. Now, a lot of people go, I can't do that to all of my clients. Trust me, you haven't got a lot of clients. Everyone goes, oh, I've got 2,000 clients. If they're really good clients, you should be doing this with all of them. Because I've heard people now, and it's the phallic symbol of nowadays, you're talking to someone in a networking event, it's about 10 minutes before they go, yeah, I've got 150,000 followers. Yeah, I've got... Who the hell has ever spoken to 150,000 people? So you want to look at the people that you're engaging in. Followers and Facebook likes, they don't pay your bar tab or keep your mortgage going. Engagement, that's the conversion. That's where people are engaged, communicating, connected, committed with you. That's where you can monetize. That's what buys your house on the beach. <laughs> or a nice Ducati. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so one question that people might be asking, well, there's two things that I think people might be asking. One, how are you getting people's numbers? How are they getting to your phone? Are these people that you've had an interaction with? Are, they, are you doing this cold? All right. Okay. So I mentioned earlier about getting someone to introduce you to someone. So I am a, I'm a great piggybacker. So if I want to get to X, I will look in the, in the sandbox of who X plays with. So you can look on Facebook. You can look on LinkedIn. And you can see if you've got any shared relationships. There's nothing stronger than actually contacting someone and go, hey, Giovanni, can you reach out to Billy? Tell Billy that I'm good and that, you know, he should speak to me. Now, if Billy and Giovanni have a good relationship and it's not shallow, then Billy's going to be very responsive because if, if Gio's a friend of his and Gio's a friend of mine, we're going to connect. And that's when you can reach out and go, hey, I believe Gio, Gio chatted with you. I wanted to talk with you. And so that's straight away the first bit. I always use relationships I've had. Like if I need something in the music industry and I work with Elton John's camp, I've got no problem with phoning up his people and going, hey, introduce me, Lady Gaga. You know, and then with Lady Gaga, oh, Lady Gaga, introduce me to, you know, so-and-so. That's the best way to do it. I am the epitome. I am the picture of referral business. And we haven't mentioned my website. We're not going to. But there's no phone number on my website. There's no way of you contacting me on it. I am referral-based through and through. Now, a lot of people are going to go, yeah, but how do you get Alton's cell phone number? How do you get Lady Gaga's cell phone number? It starts at the bottom. And so what you do is you try to work out who do you want to see? Who do you want to communicate with? It could be an entrepreneur. It could be a business leader. Could be a thought thought producer. It could be a mentor. Could be a celebrity. Could be a business icon. Whoever it is, get the fingers tipping and research them. Where do they go? What are they like? What is their Instagram showing? What interest they have? Build up an avatar of that person. If he's got thirty pictures on his Instagram of steak, guess what? He ain't a vegetarian. <laughs> so you know you don't have to be a genius. Just keep it simple and work these things out. And if the guy has flooded his Instagram with steak pictures, get his address, send him a steak book, or send him a steak and go, hey, this is my butcher down the road. I love his steaks. I thought I'd do you a favor and send you a steak because quite honestly, I want to have a chat with you. Eat the steak you know, while working out when we can chat. So you've got to reach out to people with something that's engaging. And I have the three E's, okay? I have 
engage, entertain, educate. Those are the three E's, okay? Every communication has to have those. So if you want to talk to someone, you've got to engage them by telling them what it's in, what's in it for them. Entertain them by making it a little bit colorful. Send them a steak. If someone sent you a steak, okay, are you vegetarian? No. Right. Someone sends you a steak and say, hey, I'd love to chat with you. I know you like meat, so I'll bought you a steak. While you're chewing the steak tonight, think about when we can talk. Is that not slightly entertaining? It is, and delicious. And delicious. Sends you a cookbook, sends you a shirt, sends you a microphone. Anything that they've done a little bit of research, send you a picture, because you're obviously in a jail cell, because there's nothing behind you. Yep. So send you a picture to put on your jail wall, you know? <laughs> Anything to say, look, I was watching you on, on the podcast. They were fantastic. But the wall looked terrible. Here's a fantastic picture of, of you with someone. Uh-huh. You know? Just something like that. You may find that that uh, a bit engaging, entertaining, but also the education part is they've done that research. They know what your wall looks like. They know who you've been with, and they've taken a picture for you to be able to put on your wall. Yeah. Okay? So it's all those elements that you get to kind of communicate with someone. And here's something I don't like. I never, ever, 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 ever take or give a business card. I will talk to someone, and while I'm chatting with them, if I'm in a gala, well, let's run through it specifically. If there's someone big that I want to meet, I will research where they go, what galas they support, what foundations they're involved in, and I will find out where they're going to be, and I will turn up at those. I will invest in it, and I will go. And I will walk in, I'll go, hey, uh, Ian, um, I saw you on so-and-so. I saw you did this. That was, really, that was really intriguing and really helpful. Why did you get involved in that? Get people talking about themselves. Be more interested than interested. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in that conversation, when it starts to flow, and this is where it gets tricky and a, a bit sly and strategic, shall we say, but when you're actually having that conversation, it's starting to flow, kill it. Yep. Now, this is a funny thing, but you're in a gala. As soon as you're having this interaction, literally just go, hey, hang on a minute. We're in a gala. I'm having too much fun talking to you, but I don't want to take you away from your table or your people. Uh, what is your cell phone number? And I'll text you my details, and we'll pick this up in a couple of days' time. Okay? You're showing respect for them while at the same time getting what it is you want, the cell phone. And that's when the cell phone video comes into it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I have, I have something that I think I want to point out to people and something that I learned a long time ago, which is a, a concept of making unreasonable requests. And I think people shy away from asking because they're, they're always afraid of the no. And so something that I did and I, I still do with my clients is like spend 10 days, 30 days, And every day, just make one unreasonable request. And the whole idea is to basically like reprogram your mind to understand that people say yes. People really like saying yes to stuff. And we stop ourselves from doing a lot of that stuff all the time. And even in that perfect scenario, it's like you would talk yourself out. Most human beings would talk themselves out like, I'm not going to go to the gala. I'm not going to approach that person. Like they'll never even take that opportunity. And so I love that you just make it. Again, so simple and easy. A question that may come up for people is, you know, and you, I'm sure you hate this just as much as I do. Like there's these people who, when they meet you, it's all agenda. Like you can feel it. You can, like your skin oozes the second you see them because they just, you know that they want something from you and you're like, get the fuck away from me. So you do this very elegantly. Is there any tools or things like that that you've found kind of bypasses that? Yeah, for, um, go back to the three E's. Yep. You know, educate, entertain, and, and engage. Try and always stick to those. I've noticed, and I've been, I've been in rooms, and there was one example where I actually slapped my client quite ferociously on the head. He wanted to meet Richard Branson. So we're walking through a room. I'm going over to Richard, and uh, the client's with me. As the client's walking along, he just goes to see Richard. Now, Richard, luckily, was looking the other way. But the guy does this. It's a pleasure to meet you. He bowed as he put his hand out. And I just went smack. And he turned around. And he was like, 
what the fuck are you doing? You know? I said, you know, by you bowing, you straight away put Richard up there, further away from having an even keel conversation. Now, the guy was incredibly affluent, but was bowing. You two could be a great connection. You may hit it off. You may invest in each other's projects. You know, this could be a win-win. Well, you would have killed it with the pedestal. So luckily, he responded to that. And then as Richard turned around, he was like, hey, how are you? And it went well. <laughs> but I'm surprised at how many people, they, um, they kill it before it's got any air to it. And they spend so much enthusiasm and focus on coming up with 30 reasons why it won't work rather than one that it will. And when you go to someone, and I'm a, I'm a, I class myself as an educated man, but school had nothing to do with it. Yep. And I'm a great believer in the intelligence of my belly. I believe in my gut. I, I believe in my gut over my head. If my head's going, oh, that's quite good, but there's a few butterflies going on down there, this boy down here wins. So when I'm speaking to someone, and there's this word, the T-shirt word of this year, authenticity, okay? I hate it. It's like last year's 10X. I don't know what <laughs> next year will be. But every year there's a, there's a keyword, isn't there? Yep. You know? Or hack. We had hack uh, a few years ago. Everything was a life hack. So God knows what it'll be next year. But authenticity, I absolutely hate. Transparency, I love. Now, you think about it. When you're walking into a room, you know what you want. You want to get in front of that person. You know exactly what you want. You're there because you want something. Now, as you're walking to that person, that person is looking at you and quickly, and depending on what position they are in life, quickly trying to ascertain, are you a groupie? Are you a fan? Are you looking for a quick selfie? Are you a mature individual? Are you a psychopath? There's all of these things going through their heads. And in a couple of seconds, you've got to let them know which one it is. Now, if you've got a camera in one hand and you've got your other hand out, you're looking for a quick selfie and you're done. But as you go forward, you want to be able to go, Robert, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Steve. I, I knew you were going to be here, and I also saw you were going to do it. Look, I've got something I want to ask you, but I wanted to ask you about this. You know, I saw you involved in that foundation. Why is that foundation so important to you? Oh, I saw you did this. Congratulations. Oh, I saw you got a book coming out. You know, I've got a really good following. Maybe I can help you with a book. But you want to quickly get into it and what's the purpose? Be transparent that, hey, I could do something with you or there's something I'd like to do with you or you for me, but I can help you. And that's the important thing. Everyone can get that foot in the door now. That's dead easy. Being so irresistible that they don't want you to leave, that's the key. And you're only going to get that if you engage and educate them to knowing that, hey, this is a safe person in front of me and maybe there can be something. And I don't think you should do that by trying to be authentic. I think you should try and do that by being transparent so the person can see through you, see your soul and go, all right, he's got something for me. He wants something for me. Yeah, we can work here. And that can be done in a split second. So there's going to be people on here that go, well, okay, Steve, so you obviously have all these connections, you have this following, you have all this thing. Obviously, you can offer something, some, you know, something where you can help them. I'm just starting out. There's nothing I can offer them. Bullshit. I had a guy contact me the other day and he wanted a signed copy of my book, okay? And he said to me, he said, I haven't got a lot of money. He said, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the street and I'm going to find 10 homes that I've never spoken to and I'm going to go there and ask if I can wash their cars, pick up some shopping for them, do that laundry, do that lawnmower. I'm going to do something for these 10 individuals. Steve, if you help me with this book, I'm going to help 10 people with a chore. That was the smartest guy I've met in freaking years. And I was thrilled to sign it and get it over to him. Um, everyone's got something. You can do something with, with anybody. Now, if you've never done anything and you're going up to Richard Branson, try it with other people before you get there and blow your wad on just a big guy. <laughs> but 
You've got to practice along the way, but there's something that someone can do for that guy. Without those 10 people knowing me, if it hadn't been for me scribbling my name, those 10 people may have had to wash their own cars. But thanks to me just going like that, those guys have just grabbed an extra round a day, and that guy gave a brilliant offer. That guy's going to go far. Yeah, I, I think the, every time I respond to a cold email or a message, I always sit there and go, why did I respond to this one? Like the hundreds that came before, I just completely dismissed. What was it about this one? And I do think that it's, there's a couple of things. One, keep it short. You know, like, don't give me your whole fucking life story. None of us got time, right? Like, keep it short. The other one is they do research, whether it's fake or not. It, it's hard to tell when it's in an email, but like, okay, hey, I heard you on this, this, and this. I loved it. I do X, Y, and Z. Wanted to know if you would have five minutes to chat about whatever. And like, if it's at the right time, a lot of it is timing. It makes sense. But like the people that send you the, you know, we're this and we're, I'm like, I, dude, I don't even have time to read that email. No, brevity is king. I'm also a great, um, I'm a great believer in a one word response. So if someone sends me emails and most people for many, many years didn't know who I was because I was kind of like under the radar with the clients I was dealing with. Of course, there's books come out now and I'm getting a lot of people from all over the planet contacting me through different social platforms. And then it's kind of, oh, I read your book and I did this and I want this. And they, you're right, they give you. And the trouble is when it's on Facebook Messenger, you know, keep the bloody thing short because I'm not going to be scrolling through. I'm not going to read it. I will always respond with why or what's in it for me, or this is the best one, why should I? And I will just respond with that. Now, I'm not trying to be a dick. I can be a dick if I want, but I'm not trying to in that manner. I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to throw the gauntlet at you and go, well, okay, why should I? You want to talk to me for five minutes? Why should I waste five minutes on you? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for those people to come back. I've got loads of people come back offended. And they're like, well, you're an arrogant tosser. And I'm like, Delete. Yeah, I'm not offended. I can, I'm still going to live in my house. It's not going to affect me in any way whatsoever. But every now and then I'll go, I'll get someone, I go, good question. The reason why you should talk to me is this is why, or this is what's in it for you, or this is it. And they take the time to get into it. I'm like, oh, or I'll get someone that actually responds with a video message because they say, based on your book, this was the best way for get to get me across to you via video so my name is Sans, and you just go all right okay so i'm a great believer that you've got to know uh what's in it for you but also how to communicate it to them so that they can know what's in it for them otherwise it's a, it's a one-way street and ain't gonna work so quick question for you and i'm just curious you're probably more likely to watch a minute long little facetime video than you are to read a long text Every single time. Right? Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. I don't know what it is. I actually have a buddy of mine who prefers to still read. Like he won't watch videos online. He prefers the articles that go with it. But he's like one in thousands that I've met. For me, I could be listening to a video or audio or something while doing other stuff. It's not a huge time commitment thing. Whereas if someone sends me a long email or a long text or anything like that, I mean, chances are I'm not going to read it. And the other thing is like, especially with, with Facebook Messenger, in a weird way, it's clever. You know, like they have the 60 second cutoff. Don't send six of those. No, no. That, yeah, that's an instant. Yeah, I've had people do those. It's just ridiculous. You want, to, you, want to be the, you want to be the 20 second queen. You want to be the person that can like get it out there, hits it for a home run in 20 seconds and leaves you wanting more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a great believer in brevity. Yeah. And then to, to your point before, like I, I feel like the best connections I've made when it's been digital like that is if I know so-and-so should meet so-and-so, I'll actually send the Facebook message. Like I'll create the Facebook message and be like, hey, you two – 
was just talking to this, da, 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 and then like they can connect there. But because of that intro, it makes the relationship easy. Like someone knows, oh, Elon recommended both of us. Like, you know, we should talk. And um, absolutely, yeah, it makes a huge, huge difference. It's also quicker. For yes. sake, I don't understand it. People will quite happily sit there with both thumbs going like this, going like nuts. You know, making sure they got the spell check right. And you've just got a video as you're walking down the down, you know, the supermarket getting your carrots, going, you guys have got to meet. I'm sending you this, uh, this text, make magic happen, intro made. And then you go home, then you just push send. So easier. You've saved the skin off your thumb, and there's no spelling mistakes. See, I've never got my spelling wrong in a video. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> And I can't spell worth a damn, so that 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 makes. No, sense. everyone that knows me knows I can't. Oh yeah, I was actually uh, I was doing a presentation in in front of a large group of people, and I'm sitting there, and I had this is this is calling one out of myself, right? I I had to spell the word behavior, which for most people it's like oh whatever, and I'm sitting there, and you know like you get like really terrified because like oh fuck I don't know, and I just turned around to like whatever is like 200 people, I was like look, I'm an immigrant. Never really learned to spell. Autocorrect came along. Like, I can't spell, so you got to deal with it. All right, so here's how I'm spelling behavior. <laughs> but a guy came up to me afterwards. He's like, honestly, that was one of the most amazing things to hear because he gives presentations all the time, and he gets so nervous every time he gets up on the board. He's mm-hmm. like, you made it so easy and effortless, and it was funny. People laughed, and it was like nothing. It didn't take away from anything that you're presenting. I'm like, yeah, because when you own who you are, the good, the bad, people just love it. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. Okay, back to relationships. With the world being what it is today, Okay, this whole like digital phenomena. How do you, other than galas, because look, I mean, people aren't going to be able to spend X amount of money. Uh, is there any other strategies for getting in front of people? Yeah. Um, and when I talk about the galas, I'm talking about the big boys. I'm talking about yeah. the Elons. You know, if you want to get in front of Obama and stuff like that, then you've got to go to a pub- public place that they're actually going to. But you want to start off by getting into communities. So what you could do is you could find out about local communities that, you know, via Facebook that are entrepreneurial and start getting involved in those online and then starting to say, look, I'd like to discuss this further with you. Do you mind jumping on a Skype? And actually start Skyping with people and going, I really liked your opinion on X, Y, Z. But how did you get that? Because I feel as though there was a story behind it. And actually get them talking and imparting that wisdom onto you. Because then there may be a time that now you're connected with that person and established that you had respect and interest in what they were saying. You can see where that person's sandpit plays and goes, oh, actually, you remember we had that conversation two weeks ago? I know you know something I'd really like to have to say. And you can leapfrog it like that. Yeah. There's something really interesting. I think we spoke about this last time about when you meet people, you actually listen for what it is that they love, what they're great at. And you kind of almost like when you do that with every single person, you almost have a Rolodex in your head of, wow, this, you know, this person would actually be awesome if, if they met this person. And you could just ask like, hey, do you know so-and-so? Oh, you guys would so hit it off. Like he's doing this, this, and this. 
And because you're actually interested in, in that as a context, you actually listen when people tell you what it is that they're interested in, in doing. And it makes building relationships down the road really, really easy. And people want to meet good people. You know, you've never got enough good people in your life. So if, you, if you've got someone in front of you saying, hey, I know you're interested in so-and-so and, and you like doing X, Y, Z, I got someone that does the exact same. In fact, he's pretty damn good at it. We should get you two together, you know? And that's kind of like, oh, yeah. If you like something and you can be introduced to someone else that likes something, you can't have a bad thing. And those people will always remember that you were the conduit that made it happen. That, that's the best part. I feel like that's relationship gold over there when you yep. do that. I'm actually going on a free ski trip because this guy that I introduced to a buddy of mine, and I didn't know this, ended up buying like this like huge package from him. And he was like, hey, I want to take you guys skiing. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go skiing. <laughs> It just, you know, I think when you do it without the intention of getting something out of it, you just do it for the relationship and like connecting good people. It all comes back to you. So to start like wrapping this up, people that you and I are obviously extroverts. We we were good at interacting with people. There are people that honestly like are terrified of meeting people. Is there anything that you can offer them that they can still build these, these kind of powerful relationships? You know, we know each other, yeah. you know, um, but I'm stunned that you call me an extrovert. I am an introvert and I really am an introvert and I hate meeting people and networking events. I am crap at. There's a reason that I'm always the guy in the black t-shirt with earrings and tattoos it's because I want people to stay away from me, okay? If someone's going to get past that to actually introduce themselves to me or come close within my, my circle uh, or in my, my, my personal bubble, then they've got a strength of character that maybe I do want to talk to, that mm. I do want to resonate. So I am an introvert, and I remember someone a little while ago, I was with Joe Polish, selective extroverts. These people that come out of that shell to do that performance, and then they go back in. And it's amazing how many in, uh, entertainers are actually selective extroverts. Yeah. Now, me, I don't like being in that environment. So I don't want to waste my time with the, the insurance print just handing out his business cards. I want to establish a relationship. And that means you're going to meet two people and have two conversations in that evening. Hmm. Okay? You're not going to meet 50 people with 50 business cards. You're going to go through, you're going to meet some people, you're going to meet some people, bang. That's one. Meet some people, meet some, bang. So if you go to an evening and you meet two people that you can connect with, don't connect to go, hey, give me a business card. Yeah, I'll call you in a few days. Yeah, that'd be great. See ya. Don't do any of that because that's not, that's not doing right. But if you go back to the original, making a connection, gauge, educate, entertain, and then kill the conversation, say, let's pick it up, that's a good way then to lead into a follow-up later. So you've got to go into these things literally like the art of war with a strategy of how you're going to mingle, how you're going to work the room, how you're going to be introduced. And again, using that credibility funnel, if you've got someone in there, then say, oh, do you know that person over there? Yeah, I do. Would you care to make an introduction for me? And have them do the donkey work by going, John, go introduce you to Roger. That's always the best way to do it. And I rely on other people to introduce me to other people all the time because I'm not very good at doing it myself. <laughs> but you do have amazing people around you and you've done amazing things with them. So totally spinning this on its head, what's the most fun, cool thing you've, been, uh, you've done in the last like four, six months that you just absolutely oh, love? Jerusalem. Um, I got flown out to uh, I got flown out to Tel Aviv to talk to a bunch of very affluent families about going down to the Titanic next year. And while I was there, they gave me a VIP tour of Jerusalem. So I get to meet some interesting people, and I get to do some interesting things based on the access I have. So I would say in the in in the last using that that window of four to six months, I would say uh, yeah, I would say uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. How old are your kids, by the way? So I've got a 21 and 18 and a 12. Wow. Okay. What do they think of all this stuff? Well, I find that annoying 
because I think that's what kids are supposed to do. I think they're so. Never, they're never supposed to look at the dad and think he's cool, even though I quite often tell them that I am. Um, <laughs> dad, don't but, you know that's the uncoolest thing to do? Tell them that you're cool. Yeah, I, and uh, I try to pick whatever my 12-year-old, I try to repeat. So I'm often walking around going like stuff and legit and stuff <laughs> just to really aggravate him. But uh, again, that's what parents have to do. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is they see me doing all these things. They see me doing interviews. They see me doing TV. They see me doing the books, speeches, traveling around the world, all this kind of stuff. And it puzzles them because they know that I am, for basic, basic reasons, a blunt instrument. And I can't spell, yet I have a book. And I say to them, you don't have to, you don't have to be able to spell to write a book. What you've just done there, son, is you've fixated on a problem, you know, rather than, is it required? No, you just get someone else to proofread the damn thing. Problem solved. Hmm. But you spend so long fixating on, you gave a reason straight off why I couldn't do a book. I gave myself a reason why I should do it, but different perspectives. So you often wonder, in 10 years' time, are they going to be faced with a dilemma that they go, well, hang on a minute. Why should I focus on the problem rather than focusing on whether or not the solution is even relevant? You know, we could find something completely different to do, and therefore there's no reason to even solve the problem. I just wonder what they're going to garnish from being in this this world of mine uh, while I'm still around. And I hope... I've given them enough encouragement to say, look, you don't have to, you don't have to know all the answers to try and do something. Uh, and don't, don't analyze it to death. Have you had conversations with them about building relationships? Oh, all the time. And uh, it's important. And I urge all entrepreneurs, this is important for your kids to actually be involved. I will have a phone conversation while driving down the road and I will have it on speaker. And then at the end of the call, I'll, be, I'll ask my kids, what do you think? Do you think he liked me? Do you think we had any rapport there? Do you think we're going to be doing business together? Do you think I'm communicating with mm. the person? Do you think I'm connected? What went wrong? Here's a good one. Don't always ask them the positive, you know, because you've got your little 12-year-old turn around and go, yeah, he loves you, Dad, you know. But turn around and go, where did that conversation go wrong? And get them to go, I didn't think it did. Why didn't you think it did? Didn't you think we had problems in the call? No. And you go, well, what would have been a problem? And you ask them to come in the other way around for, for mm. feedback. So I'm a great believer in, in getting your kids to critique you while at the same time educating them on how you're doing it. Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, my kids are younger, so I have a six and a four and a half year old. And it's, it's interesting to, A, I mean, like when you're talking about mindset and coaching like that, it's interesting to think of what I can share with them. And I've really recently just kind of like let go of the reins on it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to speak to you like I speak to one of my clients. I'm going to obviously shape it and mold it in a way that I think you can understand. And whatever you take from it, you take from it. And more often than not, they surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, they're sponges. They're little sponges. And they're taking it all in. And that'll come back to the daft thing is, what you say today won't resonate with them, will completely miss their ears, but it will lodge somewhere. And then in two years' time, they'll go, oh, I don't know from where I heard it, Dad, but this kind of came up and I thought this. And you won't realize it, but that, that taking all that in. And the younger, the better. Yeah, that I, you know, I, I, just, I was like, well, they're too young to understand this and that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, they'll get what they get. Like you said, it's a sponge and at some point it's going to unlock and that information will be in there. So yeah, it's really fascinating doing all this stuff with kids and and learning it on your own. And I even found that trying to explain certain concepts to a four or six year old makes you so much better at understanding the concept because you have to just explain it in like without the fancy words, without the jargon, without it's just like pinpoint. So uh, it's worked great. So where can people find the book first? Right. Well, that's on there. Uh, you can go to stevedsims.com, uh, just one M in Sims. Or you can just go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, The Usual Suspects, Blue Fishing, The Art of Making Things Happen. And just as like a, a last thought to leave people with, you know, 
what would you love for people to get from the book when they read it? Like what's, you know, when you, when you imbued all this energy and thought and into it, what would you love this book to do? I'd like them to be aggravated because it's a very, very simple book, impossible to misunderstand and impossible not to be able to action. There's no hard stuff in there. I want them to get it and just go, shit, I knew that, but I don't do it. This guy does it and he does that with it. And I want them to be aggravated. I want them to be, I want them to, to get them kind of like annoyed. Uh, so when they wake up in the morning, they actually action some points in there. And you can action two points in this and you can be in a different trajectory and you can just make it. Amazing. I love it. I love that the first time your, your simplicity of things is just brilliant. I think we are, in a, as a society, try to overcomplicate and make everything fancy and this and that. And uh, it's always nice to just go with what works. So um, any last thoughts for the audience? It's called The Art of Making Things Happen, Not Sit On Your Ass, and it will come to you. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So you mean I can't just sit here and dream about this business that I want to build and it actually manifest? Weird, isn't it? What a concept. <laughs> Steve, awesome. Great spending time with you. Love having you on the, on the show here again. And uh, good luck with everything. Not that you need it. And uh, I really hope that you guys pick out this book. The last podcast that we did on our Performance Enhancing Podcast, which was the old show, uh, we were also talking about all these incredible things that that Steve does, which I'm sure he shares in the book as well. So yeah, go grab that book and we'll see you on the next show. Have an amazing one. Thanks. Bye. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second. But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.